Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with your host, Bill Sparks. The panel members are Dave and Chris Reekert, Bill and Jenny Sparks, Tim Oni, and Jeff Bennett. For the next two hours, Bill will be taking your calls. We'll have lots of conversation, demonstrations of products, and much more. You may reach us by calling 646-876-9923. Follow the automated prompts. When you're asked for a meeting ID, enter 287-723-4600. When you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may also join us by downloading Zoom for your Android or iOS devices from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Bill Sparks. Hello and good morning from a very, very, very warm southwest Florida. I hope you're doing well today wherever you may be. I think it's pretty, pretty hot all the way across the whole U.S. from the East Coast to wherever. I think it's pretty warm. We've had a pretty busy week here. I guess I'll start mine out real quick. Went to the hearing doctor on Monday, and I hadn't worn my hearing aid for two years, and she said, you've had some damage, or not damage, but do you have some significant hearing loss in your highs or the higher ends? So we would suggest you get back into a hearing aid. So... The eligibility was there from the insurance company, so we've got one all queued up and ready to go. Start it next week. But Dave Rickard would like it because you can control the volume up and down or your tones or your bass level and all that stuff. So 
it is totally controllable and uh, so we'll just have to see and it works with either my iphone or the android phone so i don't have to worry about that otherwise we've just been working on some alumni stuff and keeping busy here what about oh my one thing of the week you know i'm probably the least most technical person you'd want to know i can fix your computer i can do most a lot of that stuff but technical not so good um it was a miracle that dave taught me how to put the thing on for when i was changing my sensors for the diabetes but i did learn that finally but Yesterday, Jennifer came to me and said, my printer quit working. It's lost power. It won't work. So after dinner, I did some, typed in the model, did some research, and I thought, I'm going to try what this guy said. So I went back to the printer, unplugged it like he said, held down the power key without anything on, and then plug it in while the power key's held down. And wouldn't you know, that uh, printer started back up. It did a hard reset or whatever it did, and it's now working again. So I'm pleased about that. A non-technical me was able to do something and get it done and i read a valid tip on youtube okay jennifer take it away well i'm very very glad that you were able to fix it because i had so much to print yesterday i thought that i had um lost one of my contracts because i hadn't gotten anything from them for days and then uh, they made up for it yesterday so I'm back in business, and I've been answering lots of inquiries, and what else has been going on? You've just been doing, following me to the hearing aid office, and... Oh, and that's right, and we met the most amazing, you know, I guess it's cliche or whatever to say, handicapped people are amazing, but this guy, he was disabled, he had no legs, and he drove us to the hearing aid center in a lift, and you... If he hadn't said, told us that, I would have never known the difference. And he was just a really nice man and very positive, and you just never know who you're going to meet in the world. Very, very, a very, very, very good guy. So, anything else, Jennifer? No, not really. We've just been trying a few things in our air fryer. Oh, yeah, I screwed up a few things, too. But then Sunday, I think I finally got it back right. So I think we're on the on the right track there. I tell you what's been a real struggle is learning the Braille Sense Mini. So I got a tutorial from Brian Hartson. It's not I couldn't do the basic things with it. I just wanted to go beyond and get the full range of it. So... Brian does a great tutorial. It's an 18-hour tutorial. So if I can't learn it, shame on me. It's not Brian's fault. All right, Michael Loft, pick it up, please. 
All right, good morning, everyone. Um, excited, finally, tomorrow I go get my new sleep machine, ASV, auto servo ventilation. I think I told that story before, how Medicare makes you first use a CPAP or BiPAP, even though that's not what your body needs. And they'd rather spend more money to do another sleep lab. But finally, tomorrow, I get my machine. I think we did that sleep study two months ago, so excited about that. And other than that, I uh, bit the bullet, got an Android phone last Wednesday, went to Google Pixel 5a, uh, previous version of what Bill and Jennifer have, and uh, my results are kind of mixed. We are um, we're getting things done, but like Bill said, I'm one, I want to learn everything it can do, and I, I mess with settings, and then the behavior changes in ways I don't expect, so it's a learning curve. I, I wish I could find an ultimate tutorial out there, but maybe I'll have to be the one to create it, but it's not quite that easy because Android's different based on what kind of phone you have and you know uh, so there's a lot more variables uh, than, than having an iPhone but if you ask me honestly I would say if you answer no to any of these questions I myself wouldn't do the upgrades first to say uh, do you can you do anything everything you need on your iPhone or do you need a phone to do something the iPhone doesn't do and I would say if you uh you know, uh, so I don't know. I just, uh, for me, I, I, I need a few more weeks, I guess. I know Bill said it took him really a month to truly get his head around it because there's so many settings and so many options. But I would learn from my mistake and don't go changing a lot of stuff right away. Just go in and work with the defaults and try to figure out how it does things by default. And then try to control yourself and just change one or maybe two settings at a time and not just change everything all up front because then you... You, you get out of your element just a little bit. But it's rocking along, doing pretty good. I like you can hook up a keyboard. I can hook up my sound cards to it. So it's got some some cool benefits to it. I listen to Bard books on it and different media players and podcasts. So I've got it doing about everything that I would do on the iPhone. It's just playing around and uh, get. But that's uh, what's going on here. I will add one more thing, Michael, to that. If you are going to switch... If at all possible, go with the flagship phone instead of one that might be one or two versions behind because they have perfected some things, especially more accessibility. And like you mentioned, that BART app, that works perfect in the newer phone. You don't have the dipping down of the audio and and those types of things. So whenever possible... um, go with the flagship phone on that but just learning it takes time i can't learn everything about the hymns all at one time so i'm just trying to take it a little bit at a time and do what i can do and stop and go on and do whatever the case you know may be all right chris and dave it's your shot well there's not too awfully much new here um just trying to get sunshine to the vet which was quite an ordeal but anyway we got it done and um it's really not much new right now things are just moving along well that's good one thing the new that just happened with us monday night i pulled up my instacart and got um we got lows now on our 
shopping list and Sam's Club finally. Yay, 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 yay. <laughs> and we we like Sam's Club because it has some things that uh, Costco doesn't have. Haven't seen Lowe's on ours yet. So Neither have I, I, Chris. Home Depot is there. And there's that and other one that Jennifer loves. What's that place that... We've had Sam's. That they oh. shop at. Oh, Bath and Body's on there now. Bath well, we and don't have body. that, but we have Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh, I can't stand Bath and Body because my, my my daughter loves to go there, and I just get so nauseous from the smell of all that stuff in that store. And oh. some other one called Michael's. I'm not into the craft. Oh, Michael's, Michael's is, is a, a craft store. store. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's We've like, had it's Michael's a, for a while. It's we like also AC, AC Moore is like the same kind of store. Yeah, and Hobby Lobby and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, so. Bill was really excited because pet toes on there. No, I want nothing to do with no pets. You know, uh, like Jennifer, that's like there. taking the that's like taking the knife and then twisting as you as you. Hey, <laughs> Petco saved us last week. Um, I lost the pet carrier. I lost. I don't know how I did it, but I lost Sunshine's pet carrier. I went down Tuesday to look for it. Couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. Dave couldn't find it. So I went. I'm like, we've got to have a pet carrier by Thursday or we're going to have to cancel the appointment. So I ordered, I called Petco to make sure what they had in stock and ordered it through Instacart. And after I placed the order, of course, Dave found it. But anyway, couldn't cancel the order. I guess I could take it back, but I'm not going to. So they're not that expensive because we buy the soft side. And so now she has two. Well, there you go. Now you have to get another cat. Uh, or else I'll, we'll take one to the Humane Society. They can always use it. Yeah. I'm sure they can. Jenny, before we get to Jeff, gave me one fact here. I thought there was a shortage of cats here in Naples. There's 50,000 feral cats, and they have these colonies set up here in Collier County where they feed all these cats, and they make a big community thing out of it to feed all the stray cats and keep them in their community and neuter them and do whatever is best for the cat. Of course, it's easier because of the climate here, I guess. Okay, Jeff, it's your shot. Well, first of all, I am doing just fine. So uh, Charles uh, in Baltimore wanted to know about my ears, so we're going to make this the last word. It is perfect. It is back to normal. So that's all I can say about that. Everything is good here. I've had to cut back on the coffee because I know I'm seeing my um, nurse practitioner on Friday, and she's going to check my blood pressure. And one thing I read is that coffee causes high blood pressure. So I've cut down to like two cups now rather than four or five. So hopefully that will give me a better blood pressure reading. And, of course, once I see her, I'll go back to my regular pattern. <laughs> the, the next, that's very evil, Jennifer. That's a very evil laugh, but it's true. So I'll, I'll go back to my regular pattern. We're going to have the same kind of weather that they're going to have in Altoona, PA. It's gonna, they said 93. One forecasting says 93. Channel 13, though, says we're going to get up to about 96 today. So I'll take it to probably 94 or 95 degrees. So that, and it's going to get very, very humid. So I'm glad that the air conditioning is working here. But that's all I can say from here, Bill. All right, and thank you, and Radio Tim. Good morning, everyone. It's, uh, well, too hot here. Supposed to get up to around 92 today, and same tomorrow and Friday. And uh, we had 96 yesterday, 
So, <laughs> but uh, it's summertime. What, what do you say? Anyway, uh, things are going pretty good around here. Back for my countdown this week from 1966. That should be a good one. Well, it is. I've already looked at it. But, uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, otherwise, not too much new. Um, yeah, I guess there isn't any more. That's good because it means there's nothing bad's going on. So that's good. When nothing new's happening, nothing bad. And Tim, after the show today, I will call to Indiana and we will get said legend back on track again if we can. Well. So that's a challenge in itself but we'll do it alright it's time to open it up uh, we're going to go straight to the phone lines today so you can talk about whatever topic you want to it's wide open Wednesday there's something that I found that might help other people when I went to the doctor she wanted me to have get more calcium and I don't really like to drink milk, regular milk, 2% or whatever you're supposed to get that's supposed to be healthy. So she told me about this stuff called, it's almond milk, it's called Almond Breeze, was the brand she told me about, and it has, it doesn't have any added sugar or anything in it, but it just has a little bit of vanilla in it. And I think she said that eight ounces of it has 450 milligrams of calcium. And I really like it. How I mean, expensive is it? It was cheap, Jeff. It Even was like for $2 and ch- something for a half gallon. Oh, that's not too bad. But you can order it. It gets more expensive, but you can order it online. Amazon has little uh, cups of it that you can get that are already you know eight ounces a piece or whatever so you can take it with you for your lunch or whatever but it's but I really like it it's refreshing and it's the the vanilla isn't so strong that you couldn't use it in like cereal or something like that you if you have if you're lactose intolerant yeah I like it I've had it good stuff Who's the first victim, Jeff? Well, the first victim is Joe Sorensen from Albuquerque, New Mexico. So can you unmute yourself, please? And then... Now I'm muted. Go ahead, Joe. Hi, good morning. Okay, throw it down. Wide open Wednesday. Announcing skills. Anyway, 78 degrees. We are having record heat here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yesterday. Yes, got up to 102. Yeah. Oh, it's hot and humid. Anyway, what I wanted to also mention, just for fun, I got uh, on this email listing from SiriusXM, and I got this one email that made me smile. It said, you are wasting your time listening to FM radio. You could miss things that are going here on SiriusXM. And the other thing, which is, you know, the other thing that strikes me because I like classical music and the, the Symphony Hall channel on SiriusXM, because SiriusXM is taking our money, there won't be any pledge drive for on our classical music station 
they pledged to the hilt. <laughs> yeah, and did you notice that letter also talked about the fact that you don't have to worry about hearing any ads on Sirius XM on their music channels? Did you see that? That was also in that letter too, Joe. Yeah, it, it was, yeah. So, so, and it's so hot, uh, maybe we got to be careful uh, out there. So uh, make sure you drink lots of water, be quite hydrated if you guys are going to be going out in the heat. And take care of your pets. Yesterday, yesterday I was out and, of course, running my regular errands. And uh, I took a bottle, you know, a bottle of water with me. Now, I use, I like the the smaller ones because they don't break and you can take them with you. Uh, You know, versus the bigger, the bigger uh, water bottles. But anyway... I normally don't down that that quick, but it was so hot yesterday, and I did that, and then I was like, "Wow!" But anyway, yeah, we are going out today, but we have a little medical appointment. I I say little; they got this thing where actually see a nurse, and it's just just to update Medicare and all this other stuff, and just questions about how you're doing this and how you're doing that. So it's. That's going to be pretty quick, but, you know, it's like... But we still have to go out there and wait for the ride. And, but the advantage to it is the fact that if we're doing this in the morning, it's not going to be as hot versus the afternoon. Well, still be careful, but I hope you get there safely and back home. Oh, oh yeah. Thank you. thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Ellen. And we have, we've got Gail. You're up next. Can you mute yourself? And after Gail will be Charles in Baltimore, Maryland. Go ahead, Gail, please. Yeah, hi, everybody. Uh, everything is going well except uh, this hot weather. I have an air conditioner, so, so the, the only problem with the air conditioner is when it's on, when I when I am um, using the computer or something, I don't hear the speech as well because that thing is pretty loud. Doing pretty well. Uh, Wendy's still coming every day, a couple times a day. We're having an inspection coming up next month. And I had heard, according to a source, that inspections are only supposed to be once a year and they're only supposed to be in January by such and such a state, uh, such and such a date, I mean, in January. So I'm going to Google some things and find out a few things. And I am having a little bit of trouble with our Office of Services for the Blind. The the person that was supposed to get back to me to help me with something never did get back to me. So I'm going to call our St. Paul office here and see if I could talk to someone there and get some things done. Other than that, everything else is going well. Uh, still keeping busy with things. And my my um, nephew and his wife and their son, we're going to be starting our Zoom things again this coming Friday. Well, that's good. Give you something to look forward to. and Oh, yeah. You'll fly Looking through Looking forward them. to them. Right, and you'll fly through that inspection. Yeah. You won't have to worry about that. And, uh, you know, it's been a good, everything else is going well. I haven't found any mischief, so Jeff, can you find some mischief for me to get into? Oh, I'm sure you can. The right kind of mischief, I mean. That's a little tough for me. I'm always doing the wrong things, Gail, so. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Got to give you a rough time after all it's hump day. Thank you. I, I appreciate it, Gail. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, Gail. Thank you. Thank you. 
All right, Charleston, Baltimore, Maryland, it's your turn. Unmute yourself, please. Yes, can you hear me okay? Yes, we can. Go ahead, please. Yes, first of all, how are you feeling? How is your ear situation? Oh, they had to cut the ear off. I'm No, I'm only, only kidding, Charles. I'm doing very well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's cute the way you said that. I like the way you said that. And I hope you're continuing to do okay, Bill. Fine. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you're... Um, one year um, adventure with your operation, you know, it turned out okay, and you're doing fine, and that's good. Uh, got a question, if you don't mind, please. Um, do you know if, if they make a, a Bluetooth speaker that's portable, that has <clears throat> bass and treble and a volume control? Um. I can't say for certain, maybe the panel knows, but I could tap into Google here in a few minutes and I could tell you if that Thank were you. the case. I I have a feeling it's probably not the, the case you can. I think you probably can. I was looking for a Bluetooth speaker that I could put under my pillow that was soft or a pair of earphones that were soft so people uh, people wouldn't have to hear you know my speakers all night when I listen to a book so but I have a feeling there will be and shortly I will answer that question for you yes and I, and I do appreciate it and I hope everybody is doing okay and we'll be able to find out panels anybody know of a speaker with the volume control and um tone, tone control? control on it that's Based usb i don't Jeff i don't, I, don't. I, I think so a lot of it might be might be uh with the with the iphone app itself or with the but i i'm gonna go look here in just a second charles when i get jeff talking more here uh, or when Bill Levy gets on and I get a little break because he starts talking, I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're so bad. Thank you, Charles. Yeah. Thank you. All right. All right. Let me go to Al. I think Alan out in the, out in the Palma Heights, Ohio. Go ahead, Al. Unmute yourself, please. Good morning, everybody. How's everybody this morning? I'm doing pretty well. It's going to be 92 degrees today. It's already 80. Supposed to be in the 80s and low 90s all the way through next Wednesday or Thursday, so we're not getting any relief as of yet. I'm just like Tim, you know, it's summertime, Tim, and uh, <laughs> we all expect that, I guess. But this is unusual. This is the most 90 degree days we had in several years, I believe. But uh, anyway, uh, just to remind everybody that uh, All Things Radio will be on at 6 tomorrow night, uh, in case nobody heard the announcement. And uh, second of all, the Looking forward to the uh, Guardians resuming their uh, second half of the season. Enjoyed the All-Star game uh, last night and uh, enjoyed that because our closer, uh, Emmanuel Classe, struck out the side in the bottom of the ninth, so that was good to see. So, and During the All-Star season, Bill and some of the sports fans, I really miss uh, baseball. Oh, yeah. But I know, there's some, I know there's some games on tomorrow. I have to check the schedule and see who's playing tomorrow. Cause uh, I... Are you an American League fan or, or a National League fan, Al? I know you're. Uh, I, I know you are. So they they won it. They right. won it nine times so far. And uh, yes, they what are you gonna, what's going to happen when uh, when they start taking the sports off the on-air television and stuff? Because eventually, uh, 
you're, you're seeing less and less games available to people over the air. And you have to either have Apple TV or you have to have pro- uh, uh, what, some of these streaming yeah, services to get the, to get the games. Uh, does that upset you or does it matter because you probably listen to most of them on the radio? I listen to mostly on the radio. Believe it. I didn't even hear about the uh, thing about the cutting back. on. I know ESPN has cut back. They're only showing one game a week. I mean, they used to show like three or four games a week. I think they cut back now because they're on that... Uh, think that you know every sunday a lot of teams start 11 a.m or 12 noon they're oh, what they call that network the paid service and it's on every sunday on different teams but uh, yeah that's me a lot of people will be upset i know that's right yep what's that going to start well i know that apple tv is doing baseball i believe on friday nights and they're going to have two games on friday nights that's all i know I, 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 yeah I, that's right they do sunday at noon also so uh, anyway other than that uh, i'm doing well bill hope you're Doing well. I'm sorry that your ear got cut off, uh, Jeff. <laughs> I got an artificial ear I could give you. <laughs> uh, I think we're done with that, Al. But you know what? I, it was a learning experience. And right. when, I, when, when I told my sister about it, she said to me, oh, my God. But it's not un- – when I looked on Google, and it's not unheard of. It happens more than you know. But thank you very much, but Al. Before I let you go, uh, how did a beetle get in your apartment uh, in your living room? Well, I mean, I, 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 I could have opened the door, and it might have flown in, for all I know. I mean, I oh, didn't okay, hear yeah. it. So, you know, it was on my recliner, and I just went to lay down and, uh, uh, and, and relax after dinner, after cleaning up the kitchen, and that's what ended happened to me. So, uh, scary situation when that happens. It, yeah. it is a little scary, yes, especially in, when I looked at the, the notes from the ambulance because we have a thing called my chart. Tim knows about it. I think Bill yeah. and Jennifer know about it, and I and they said that that even the EMT couldn't couldn't get couldn't see the bug at some point, and they really wow. did have to do a lot of work to get it out. So, but we're we're well, you we're guys up. have a good day, and uh, look forward to uh, the new time tomorrow night, Jeff. All right, thank you, Alan. I think you'll enjoy the classic air check, but I'm not going to say any more. Uh, okay, until... I'll, I'll be surprised. Thank you. <laughs> All right, thank you, Al. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, Beth Moline out of uh, Minnesota. Can you unmute yourself, please? Okay, I guess I'm unmuted now. You certainly are. Go ahead. All Beth. right. Yeah. Good morning, everyone. I want to. You know, I'm trying to remember if I ever let you know the yeah, really fun thing I'm doing with. Uh, I'm, I'm knitting some hats. I do a lot of loom knitting lately with making hats and scarves. But I'm making some hats for the sanctuary, which is the building I'm living in. And um, the, the yarn was donated to the sanctuary by someone else who had a ton of yarn in their house. I guess they had a whole van full. So what I'm doing is I'm making all kinds of hats. Some of them are going to go to our cancer center. Some are going to the Anna Marie's Women's Shelter. And then if I get enough done in the fall, if we have our trick-or-treat activity where we sit in the hall and each one of us has a bucket of candy and each one of us would put a, a piece of candy in each child's bag when they bring the kids in, I want to also put a hat in each child's bag. And I'm really excited about this because I love selling hats too, but yet I, I'm going to love this donating thing too because it, it helps other people to feel good and to to be nice and warm in the winter time so i'm real happy about that what about your yum yums what's going on with that Are oh they yeah that, as well? that was two weeks ago today now now i gotta remember thailand we went to thailand that day that was a lot of fun 
And, and how often do they have it? Oh, that's once every month, the first Wednesday of the month. Okay, we, so next one will be in August. Okay. Yeah, what? we what have the of? first. Oh, we have a lot of snacks with the universal yums. I, I was wondering if it was going to be meals, but it's. I'm glad that it's snacks because they, there's some. There's a lot of good ones. There's a few here and there that I wouldn't want, but most of them, I give them thumbs up. <laughs> ah, very good, Jennifer. Did you have a question? Oh, I was just going to ask you what kinds of things did you eat from Thailand? Uh, well, there were certain type of some some chips and a couple of wafers, you know, a couple of cookies and a little bit of candy. I just wish I could remember what everything was called, the, the names of these snacks were, but they were pretty good. There was one that was so spicy. I was thinking, boy, if I ever get a cold again, which I pray that I don't, I'd probably want to have something like that to open the sinuses. <laughs> Well, I got to understand that, uh, Beth. Uh, now, do you guys do any trips, or do you guys do anything to get to go anywhere? Do you with, know? Uh, we do. We we actually do our. We we'll have a few trips at certain times. Like last week, there was a Dairy Queen outing, and I was be I was able to go to that. And sometimes we'll go to Target. And there'll be certain times Michelle, our activities director, will do two trips to Target a month. And she wants and she wants other people, not the ones that, that did the first trip. She'd like to have other people take the second trip so that people that more people will get to have these outings. And I think that's a great idea. I think we could get something like seven or eight people, maybe a couple more than that on that bus. But it's really nice. We also went to Hobby Lobby, and I was hoping we were going to go to Walmart because there were a couple of things I would have liked to have gotten there. But she's thinking the super Walmart that we have might be a little too big. But, hey, I think it's terrific because if there's something that I can do, if someone's able to help me around in there, and she likes to help me when I'm in there in the stores, we, we have, I think there was one time when we went to Michael's Arts and Crafts. I love that place. They, they've got, they, they, they help me to get, when I get my yarn or my knitting needles, they'll help me to get coupons, get, get it half off. So I like that idea. Do you have a Joanne's Fabric in your area we as well? We do as far as I know. I haven't been there, but one of these times I'm going to have to get there because I do like that. That the idea that I'm sure they have yarn too. Well, I, mean, I was thinking that if you go to Dairy Queen, can you buy me a blizzard? Sure. What type? <laughs> uh, vanilla. Anything vanilla. Okay. You know what I like to get? I'm crazy. I like to get a sundae, and this is my own specialty, <laughs> with chocolate ice cream, hot fudge, and caramel. <laughs> That's mm. so good. There's Ooh. a good blizzard called, um, what is that called? Turtle. I've heard of that. I haven't yeah. had it, but I've heard of it. It's got pecan, roasted pecans and chocolate and caramel and stuff. Ooh. Culver's, if you go to Culver's, their turtle sundae is oh, really good. Oh, my. Yeah, I bet it is. And I, I've even had that same sundae at Culver's that I have had at the Dairy Queen. And there's I a, just love it. That chocolate custard is so good. There's <laughs> also an extreme brownie that's good. I bet it is. Now, Ooh. I have a question for some of you guys. I was reading, I, I, I need to really get a life, so, uh, and I'm going to get you in a second, uh, Bill. 
there are, they were talking about uh, fast food and chain restaurants or that aren't around anymore. But one of them that they talked about, they gave a very high rating to, was a place called Farrell's for ice cream. Does anyone has anyone ever been to Farrell's? Oh yes, there used to be yes. one here. We had we one used to have in Little Rock. There used to be one at McCain Mall, well North Little Rock, but. They had this big old thing called the zoo at the time. They yes. brought out a great big punch bowl. And and if Delco you could eat that parties. whole thing, it was free? Yeah. It's so here comes parties, another feral zoo. <laughs> I think it was for birthday parties. That, yeah, yeah, or you you could order it, though, if you wanted to. We had a, thing, a place called Jan's in uh, New York City and Long Island, and they had the same kind of thing. They had a huge metal bowl, and they called it the kitchen sink. And if you could eat it all, it was free. <laughs> Oh, I just can't do that myself. But uh, but that's what they that's what they did. But I but I was reading about ferals, and they were talking about mini pearls for fried for chicken and uh, some of the places we didn't have here in New York State. Um, uh, and they were talking about a few other places like uh, like Bob's Big Boy, which there aren't any more around here. But I do remember that kind of thing. So I'm just curious to know if you remember ferals. All right, thank you very much, Beth. I appreciate your call. Thank you very, very much. You're welcome. And all right, let's see. Let's see how winded we can. Let's see if we can get Bill going here. Bill, can you unmute yourself, please, out in uh, Chicago, Illinois? Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, I'm gonna mute myself. I'll I'll talk for a while so Bill can do whatever he wants to do. <laughs> I'm sorry I said anything. <laughs> well, he opened it up. Uh, anyways, I'm doing okay here. We've been. It's getting hot here. We're supposed to be in the 90s here today. And and I just heard today that one of the suburbs here called Mount Greenwood, I didn't realize this until I heard it this morning. They were talking about basements being flooded. They had three and a half inches of rain Sunday afternoon in 75 minutes. Man. Wow. And we had we had rain here, but it didn't rain like that. I mean, I didn't realize it until the, I guess the alderman was complaining to the city about they need to check the sewers because this area has never been flooded before. And, about 700 houses had about two feet of water in their basement and stuff like that. And a few other things. And, oh, I heard about all the rain in New York City where I guess where they flood the subway a couple times. Yeah, and there was they a had, big what, sinkhole in, in one of my old neighborhoods in the Bronx that was that small. Yeah, I heard that in the Bronx, a big sinkhole. Was it, was it 60, 50 feet long or something like that? Something like that, and it swallowed up a van. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, swallowed a van, right? And then, of course, and then you heard, I guess, also in um, England, they got that big heat wave in Europe, and it was 104 there yesterday, and, and they and only like seven percent of the houses in in London have air conditioning. And the trouble is, all their houses are built for warmth because it, it for cold and cut down on their so they don't, on their heat. It's easier to heat it because in the summertime, their average temperature is only 70, 75 degrees all summer. Yeah, in the normal circumstances, you're lucky if it gets much above 80, 81, 82, if that, if that Bill. That's correct. Right. I've, I've right, been watching right. the British channels. So, Bill, I'm, let me get you going here. You're, you've been living in Indiana and you're living in Chicago. Since we're talking about right. these chain restaurants, is there a restaurant that you really enjoyed at, in Indiana or Chicago that you wish was back again? Uh, no, not really, because when I was growing up, there weren't that many chain restaurants because McDonald wasn't around yet. Yeah, I'm talking about in the 50s when I grew up there. We had a we had a frozen custard place was called the Zesto, or you know Zestos. It was it was frozen custard ice cream place, and we did have A and W root beer. That was a drive a drive in with root beer and hamburgers and stuff like that and French fries. And then we had another place was called the Chatterbox. Uh, the Chatterbox was a, a family restaurant in the front, 
But if he was over 18 years old, you could go in the back and they had shuffleboard and pool tables and all that stuff. And other than that, like I say, really the, the uh, chains weren't around uh, when I was when I was growing up because there was there was one in months we used to stop at every once in a while called the North Star. That was uh, just a big drive-in restaurant there. And of course, in Annapolis, you had the the TP near the fairgrounds, and you had also across from the fairgrounds you had one that was called Merrill's High Decker, and Merrill started out in this great big old gravel parking lot with a hot dog stand and i don't know if you guys remember or not the ones where they put a stick they'd raise the front panel up and put a stick in and if you get the stick it and slapped it down against the counter yeah, that's where it opened up and then he eventually went into a uh, big restaurant and in a drive-in it was all asphalted in fact one of the uh, famous people in radio dick summer broadcasting there back in the 50s uh, yes. he was a disc jockey there in Indianapolis on ibc and he broadcasted there, and, and I knew a girl that uh, worked, I'll tell you how expensive things are now, she worked as a car hop, and they were on roller skates, and she worked as a car hop every summer there, and she paid her way through IU University. Just, That's just pretty car good. hopping on tip. Yeah. That's on pretty tip, good. Done with him. Right, of course, nowadays you couldn't do that, because then you'd go to, you'd go to school for $500 for a semester. You know. <laughs> and what's funny, Bill, you know, you talk about McDonald's. The first McDonald's I ever, and they were not in the Northeast in 1968 when I when I went when I took a trip across the United States, and I forgot right. where I was. I'm I'm, I'm going to say maybe Kansas. I don't remember where it was, but you'd walk into McDonald's and and you didn't eat at McDonald's. You, there were there was a, just a counter where you got your stuff and you left, and right. and that that was the McDonald's that I remember. But I do remember White Castle and what you, what my mom would do because I hated the school for the blind food. And on Friday, they always had fish sticks or fish cakes. And I hated them. I hated both of them. And she knew that I would not eat that food even though the school would for, try to force me to eat it. And I couldn't stand it. And so we would, she would pick me up from school and we would go to White Castle. And the waitress would put a tray on our window of the car. And, we would, right. and I'd order two, like two of those or three of those you know, little burgers. With uh, with uh, with the, and they were so good. And then when I went to a ca- summer camp in Vermont, we used to walk to A and W, and you could get and and this is the time when they gave you a fresh mug of root beer in a glass mug, and it was oh yeah right they were in glass mug right mm-hmm. and it was so good. And I think at some point you could keep the mug. I don't remember, but I think if you wanted to pay a little extra, you, you could keep the mug, and right. it was it was so good. And I, I really I really miss those days. But uh, you know things are definitely changing. So. You know, you talk about White Castle. There used to be a White Castle. Well, Bill probably knows it's still there, 16th in Illinois. Yeah. We used to go there all the time. And when I was in school, uh, if you, when you ordered a dozen White Castles, you got you got a dozen White Castles, four four things of fries, and all the Coke you wanted to drink. Oh God! At that time, and and of course, White Castles back then when I was in school were like what were they 25 cents a piece i think something like that and and then hey, they were the, the, the a fry. lot cheaper than that you got the fries free in the in the drink yeah. free so you could you could go there and spend you know two dollars and you got all you gotta eat forever you know you that's to, right well you know the, there, the, you the know. only difference the only thing is i can't tell the difference and i've been to georgia where they've had crystals and crystals to me taste just like white castle i cannot t- taste the difference but maybe maybe 
Go ahead, Sarah, Chris. L- Little Rock has, uh, or had, I don't know if they still do, uh, crystals. And they yeah, are I've, I've almost heard, identical yeah, to White time. Castle. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of them and never tried them. Right? Of course, my favorite one these days is Culver's. Yeah, and I wish we oh, had that yeah. here. Oh, I wish oh, we Culver. had that here. I love, I love Culver's. I'm out there, especially your the, the ice cream and stuff. But, you know, and the thing with Culver, most people don't realize Culver only makes the ice cream as they need it. Otherwise, they don't. Otherwise, what what ice cream is left over in the evening? They throw it out, or the help takes it home. They do not keep their frozen custard from day to day. Oh, how could you waste that? How could you waste that ice cream? Okay. Well, they only they make it in small batches. Other words, they 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 just make it. Other words, so you know, like if they're going to do vanilla or chocolate, or that they just they just make small batches of it, and then when it gets to a certain point, they make more. Because if you if you if you pay attention when you're in Culver's, you can hear the mixers going in the back. So they're you know, through the day they're probably making it all day long, but they do not they do not save their their ice cream for the next day. By the way, guys, if you can ever find the place for ice cream, there's a place that we have around here, and it's in one of the plazas. But they deliver on DoorDash called Cold Stone Creamery, oh. and they're. Oh, I've Bill, heard of them. Bill, right. you wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't even put that ice cream near you. Your blood sugar would go through the roof just, just <laughs> thinking about it. Just thinking about it, Bill. <laughs> All right, Bill, thank you very much. We'll get, I know we'll get back to you. I've seen it on yeah, DoorDash. Right. Yeah, it's on DoorDash, my dear. Yeah, it is. The problem right. is getting ice cream from DoorDash is getting it before it melts. Yeah, well, that's another issue, and unless they give it to you in a, in a special package. You're right. Uh, or you do a priority delivery and hope. And hope that you're going to get it. Oh. Don, out in the Hollywood, California, yeah. can you get me some Witchell's Donuts, please? Over to you, Don. Unmute yourself, please. It's 818 area code. I think that is Don. It is Don. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, I think we're unmuted here. Uh, yeah, we can get you some Winchell's. Uh, <laughs> uh, right now, I don't know where there's any, uh, any at. It's been a long time since I've been to, to Winchell's, per se. Uh, uh, we did, uh, Farrell's, uh, you were talking about Oh, yeah, Farrell's. Farrell's. Yeah, Sandy can tell you a lot more about Farrell's, but when I came here in yeah. 82, my cousins, <laughs> they, uh, they took me down to Farrell's and they kind of, uh, uh, put a trap on me. Uh, they gave me this little, uh, glass with, uh, with, uh, ice cream in it with, uh, hot chocolate. And here I was, I was trying to keep up with the ice cream and the hot chocolate, melting it, <laughs> trying to keep it from uh, over, uh, uh, spilling over the glass onto the table and stuff like that. <laughs> I didn't know. Anyway, I think they were having a little fun at, at my expense about that, but that was all right. <laughs> so, oh, go ahead. Go they ahead, Sandy. Tell us about, tell us about Farrell, Sandy. Yeah. They have a thing where you can eat, if you eat a certain amount of ice cream, a great big thing of ice cream. It says, I made a pig of myself at Farrell's. They gave you, they give you something like a trophy or something. It says, I made a pig of myself at Farrell's. And I went to Farrell's with a friend of mine at her graduate, when she graduated from high school. I ate the whole thing. It was so good. 
Well, that's like me, Sandy. We have a place called Carvel that was big in the Northeast, founded by Tom Carvel back in the 1940s. And they have these ice cream sandwiches that are shaped like flying saucers, and you could buy a package of 12 mm-hmm. of them. And I ate 12 flying saucers in a row when I was in high school. <laughs> I don't. What's that, Jennifer? <laughs> I don't think I could do that again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, say, we, we have an, uh, some advice for Dave and Chris there. <laughs> yeah. Sandy, you want to tell them about it? You need to get another kitty to go with Sunshine. Now that you've got two carriers, <laughs> get another kitty. And then, you got two, then, you can have, then you can have two cats and a bird. And a bird. Somehow, I don't then think Sunshine would take to another cat too well. <laughs> yeah. Some cats yeah, you're, you're probably right about that. <laughs> uh, anyway, I wanted to uh, call this morning and, and uh, talk a little bit. Uh, Saturday, I got a new phone set up for Sandy where she's living there. She's living in a board and care place over here in, in, in Northridge. And the phone that she got originally at the original place she was at, it was an El Cheapo thing. And we've been having trouble with the batteries on it. Uh, they keep going out on us and... Uh, uh, the guy that's running the place now, uh, that's there day by day, uh, he's not letting her use her, use their phone either. So <laughs> our phone conversations have been somewhat truncated. Uh, so I thought, well, one thing I could do was to get uh, a phone for her. Uh, see, I have a, a Uniden set up here, which I like real well. We still have the battery problem, though, a little bit. So that's what I got for her on Saturday. I got her a, a couple of uh, uh, unit and phones, and so that you know she can exchange when she has to. She can exchange the phones instead of having to exchange batteries. And I figured that'd make it a lot easier. Well, it worked out pretty yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so working out. So that's kind of what we've been up to this week. Uh, so, Don, are you from Cali? Are you from California originally? Where are you from originally? I'm from Wyoming originally. And uh, I had an eye injury back in 82. So about 83, I moved to California here. So I'm not a native, but Sandy's a native. Well, Sandy, where yeah, part of California are you I'm from, from, Sandy? I'm from San Fernando Valley. Oh, San Fernando Granada Valley. Hills at yeah, Granada Hills yeah. in the San Fernando Valley. Yeah, it's, a, it's a little east of of Northridge where she lives now. Ah, very good. So, I I used to love I'm going so to the West. Glad he came out here. I'm sure you are. I I'm so glad because I love California. I wish I could afford to live here there because I love the ra- <laughs> I used to love the radio stations out in California when I could hear them. So. Um, and I visited California. The first time I visited was back in 1980, and I loved it out there. So we stayed Now, are you County. guys a long way apart, Don? Are you physically, you and Sandy, a long way apart? Well, we're basically in the San Fernando Valley. I think I'm on one end of it, though, and then uh, she's on the other end, kind of. <laughs> uh, but I can, when I need to, I can uh, commute there. We have a thing called the Orange Line here. It's like a... Uh, it's a bus, like train, like situation. It's kind of hard to describe it, you know, in a few words. But I hop on that, and I can go over to uh, uh, 
uh, Reseda Boulevard there in Northridge, and then I take a bus up to uh, where she lives. How long is that commute? Uh, it's about two hours, hour and a half, two hours sometimes. Well, that's a long commute every every time you have to, and you do this every day, or? No, I, I do it every, uh, once a week maybe, once every two weeks, something like that. Yeah, the best thing that ever happened was when he moved out here to California, I'll tell you. Well, how long have you guys known each other? Oh, gosh, uh, since the 90s, the late 90s, I guess it is. Uh, we, we both go to a place called the Braille Institute out here. Uh, and uh, one day I was in the music room there, and this uh, beautiful girl walked in. <laughs> we got to we know each other pretty quick after that. That's really I knew nice. he was for me as soon as I heard his voice. <laughs> yeah, it was about the same way with me. Uh, actually, what was solidified it was, uh, like I said, I you know I I'm from Wyoming. I have relatives out there, and so that Christmas I I went out back home and uh, I was listening to some radio station. I don't know what station it was. You can get all kinds of stations from just about everywhere out there. At least at that time you could. And uh, anyway, they had a program program on there. Uh, Somebody was reading a story about, uh, speaking of England, uh, there's a story about some guy who was in a storm. This was around Christmas time, uh, which was when I was out there. And he uh, he was having trouble trying to find a place to land. Well, anyway, this plane shows up. And uh, he indicated that he would be able to, you know, get this guy into safety, all right. So, of course, uh, the, the two planes uh, supposedly landed on this airstrip. Well, the uh, guy that was in trouble gets on the airstrip, and he finds out that there's no other plane there. And it uh, turns out that the plane uh, was sort of like the Phantom plane. It's sort of like the air version of Phantom 309, if you will. <laughs> and uh, the thing was, I had, it was a book. And I had read that on talking books, I, I guess maybe eight, ten years earlier than that. And you see, Sandy, her dad, worked at Lockheed for like 50-some years. Uh, Lockheed aircraft. Yeah, one of the first things he worked on was Amelia Earhart's airplane. <laughs> yeah, he worked on her plane. Yeah, back in the 30s. So I knew I had kind of a connection there, so I, I called her up immediately and told her about this whole thing. and. So we've been, well, we've been phone buddies, you know, for a while, but we've also, uh, you know, been able to see each other quite a lot there at Braille Institute and stuff over the years. And so... Uh, we're, we're engaged now, so... Yeah, fortunately, just before the COVID jumped in and shut everybody down, I was able to get her a, an engagement rate. <laughs> well, it sounds good. Well, it sounds like you guys are really happy together, and that, that's all that matters, Don. Yeah. Yes, it is. Haven't been happier in my, you know, it was a long time finding her, and I'm sure enjoying it. Oh, me too. We're, we're engaged, <laughs> and we sure love each other. Well, that's, well, that's good. good. The best thing that ever happened was when he moved out here. Yeah. Well, it took me about several years to find her after I moved out here, though. <laughs> <laughs> but now you have, so that's the main thing. Yes, yes, it is. We did. So okay, make well, the most better, of every uh, day. Return the airwaves to the rest of you guys, 
but thanks for uh, you know letting us t- tell us a little bit of our backstory here uh, this morning. I sure appreciate that. I know some of you have been kind of curious about it, so now we know. Uh, now we know. Thank you, Don. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you bet. Okay. okay. All right, we're all. We're all, all caught, caught up, up so we got to figure out another topic or something. <laughs> right. Well, the one topic about Charles, I've not found a Bluetooth speaker yet with tone controls on it. You know, you would think you would even be able to find a Bluetooth speaker that looked like a radio, since that's what they do a lot. You would think, but so far, I've seen some variations on Bose, and I've seen some other rugged type speakers but but I haven't found a speaker like that Michael do you know anything about different types of bluetooth speakers let's see where he is he's muted he's muted so he okay go ahead Mike if you're there oh yeah. this is going to be interesting Oh, yeah. there's Julian Bacala. So, Julie, can you unmute yourself, please? Well, <clears throat> I don't know if this actually has bass and treble, but AT guys had kind of a... I mean, it's still portable, but a larger Bluetooth speaker that seemed to have wonderful bass and stuff, and I don't know if it had, I don't know if it had controls or stuff on it or not. But it might be a good idea to talk to AT guys and see if they have something yeah, like that. Yeah, they would have one as close as anybody. You know, they Because I think that larger one might have had that, all that stuff. Yeah. Now, what's new with you, Julie? What's going on with you today? Um, well, I'm trying to learn my not many Braille sense and... Um, Mike Tyndall is supposed to start working with me some on Thursday. I'm just kind of trying to read through the manual right now, and um, so that's kind of that's kind of what I'm doing. And um, it was I thought it had a Bible built into it, but it doesn't. The Bible has to be added. But Mike said it would be a while, which I'm anxious to have it because. Because I go to a Bible study where we take turns reading scripture, so I was kind of looking forward to being able to to take my turns at doing that. So, but there is a it's free. It's a Bible app, and it is free. Yes, yes, um, that's that's my understanding. And uh, well, I mean, Bible Gateway is free. I mean, there's paid parts of it, but I don't get the paid parts. I just do the free part. And I think um, this is an accessible version, so I think that's a good thing. Yes, so I'll be I'll be excited to. Either to I'm have getting the, older, but there's a little bit of a learning curve, and I'll learn it. But there's just a little bit of a learning curve to get everything, yeah. you know. But but there is a Bible app, and I think there's a Twitter app, and I don't know how many other type of apps, but. Those come to mind. Six yeah. Six I was going to ask you, Julie, if it's a Bible app that, that you can use, does it have an index on it? So if you were, if you were going to do, talk about a certain subject, you can refer to the various verses? Um, yeah, I mean, there, you know, there's like a 
for words or something so you could find some kind of topics that way and and you know and, and if with Bible Gateway you can search for whatever passage they're looking up so you can you know so you could read it um, but um, my tablet does not work to search for scriptures anymore um, in that app and I can't um, you know when I connect my phone with my tablet things don't quite, quite want to search correctly so you know we'll see how how this is going to work out I hope it will work out very well and, and as a minister is there a particular version of your Bible that you enjoy more than others as a King James um, version and there's a different translation version I'm I'm not a minister. I'm not into it, but I mean, I just thought I could ask you because like you're familiar. The, I like the Revised Standard Version um, quite well. I also use the NIV, and um, you know, some of the churches that I've served in use NIV, and um, so yeah, that's I. Those are ones that I like quite well. Um, so yeah, could we talk some about? Um, they talked about it some at convention. You know, I wasn't, uh, you know, they really didn't, I, I wasn't sure that they really gave a good answer. But if you could have one or the other, um, would it be best? I. Well, basically, does an iPad do everything that a computer does? No. I don't believe so. Jenny, okay. you use an iPad a lot. I don't. Th- I think they come close, but they're not quite there yet. Uh, it depends on if you have to use VoiceOver or if you're sighted. Right. With yeah. VoiceOver, no, it doesn't do everything that your computer would do. But a sighted person, you can put like Microsoft Word and all kinds of stuff on it, and they can use it quite successfully with a wireless printer and use it like a computer. Uh-huh. Now, is there a word processor you can use with iPad? Well, they have a Mac version or a iOS version of Microsoft Word, which seems to work pretty well. But, and there are some versions you know that you can use. And now, you can use um, Voice Dream Writer. The people that made Voice Dream Reader made a word processor that's accessible that you can you can use that that whole suite. I think it comes in one suite of apps now. But but it's just as, it's just not as easy as sitting down at your computer and doing it if you're using VoiceOver. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that now. My classmate April says that our Braille senses can do everything that a laptop can do. Um, what do you think, Bill? No. 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 I I wish I could say yes. I they can do a little bit of everything, but you're not gonna be able to multiply open four or five windows and navigate that braille note or even the Braille Sense, as well as what you could do on a laptop. Because, uh-huh. A, the memory's not there, and I don't believe so. I don't believe that you could do that. Do you, 
Well, Chris, you have a a braille sense. You know, I don't believe you could run all the apps that you can on a because it struggles with with pages that are loaded with a lot of graphics and things like that. So yeah, yeah. I just don't. I don't believe so. I believe it's very good. Uh-huh. And it does a whole lot. But as for you give me a modern laptop with plenty of memory and a fast well, it drive. It depends on what you use your laptop for. I mean, if you just use it for email and if you use it for occasional browsing because you want to Google something and find out something or there's... I mean, yes, it could do that. Right, but yeah. you, you can't do... Well, uh, I don't believe you can do serious spreadsheets on that Braille, the Braille sense. At least they they only have readers for yeah. it in their stuff. So I may try to fire up Google Sheets and see if it'll work or something like that. But other than that, I don't believe so. Okay. Now, I can stand to be corrected, but a good laptop will, will, will take care of that, yes. Now, uh, probably for things that April and I might do, that might be the case because, you know, yes, we do email and search for things, and, and you know, I write things for the newsletter. I don't, you know, with my tablet, I haven't tried to format things very well. I well, this would be ideal for you. Nice. <laughs> it would be ideal for you. Your your Braille Sense Six would be great for you. Yeah. yeah. Very, so, very great. Yeah. All that, right. Thank that you. would be perfect. Thank you All very right. much, Julie. Mm-mm. Bye. Yeah, Mister Bill, you called me earlier. Uh, as far as Bluetooth, I would say. All the ones I've seen thus far have, you can adjust the bass and, tr- and treble, but it's in an app. It's not on the speaker itself. Speaker but again, itself. I would call AT guys, because if, if there's one out there, they either they sell it have. or know about it. Now, have you ever seen, I've seen one maybe in all my life, a Bluetooth speaker shaped like a radio. You'd think that would be a natural. Wow. Yeah, I mean, we could. You know, I can certainly search Amazon or search some other entities and probably find something. There probably is something like something that. Something like that. I am sure, it, but most of the ones I'm familiar with, you adjust it inside the app. And in fact, I had one, and I gave it to my son. And I remember it had an equalizer, and you'd adjusted it in the app. You could slide it up and down. You know, for, for, each band, you mean, for, for each band, you mean? For each, uh, how many bands did it have? Do you remember? Uh, I, ten, I guess. I think I've never seen any with more than ten. I'd like to see one with thirty, but. Uh, but so, yeah, that was, I would have him call AT guy. Yeah, it'd be as close as anything. But yeah. you know, you would talk. We were talking earlier about iPhone and Android, and talking about iPad versus Windows. And I yeah. think you really got to get tripped up if you say everything because everything is different for everyone. Right. I mean, that's, no one, no one I've ever met does everything on a given device, on a computer. I mean, you, whether you do audio editing or video production or so, I mean, you have to really be specific. Right, but I don't believe a iPad, 
I don't believe the current iPads could beat a strong laptop with plenty of memory and and those type of things for a black. Now, I could be wrong on that. No, I, I would say you're probably right, but I just, when people get hung up on, and I've, I've had this discussion with other people, and they get caught up on everything, or I can't do this, or can't do that, and I go, yeah, but is that something you actually do? I mean, right. you know, if you want to spend enough money, you could find a device to do everything, but it's, but, I think it's more important to, to make a list of, here's what I want to do, now what device can I use to accomplish right. that? Or how much I, money I, do I, I don't believe that many could tangle with the greatest spreadsheets maybe as a reader but i'm talking about something you do productively you know where you're typing in the values and doing whatever but if i'm wrong somebody come on and correct me well i know there are people who probably do but mike the, 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 i don't know if you monitor the bits list but i know you do bill and they've been they've been ro- 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 what they, they've been ruminating or they've been talking and talking and talking about how, how to get a Mac to run on a Windows computer, where in the, in the other way you've had a Windows running on a Mac, but I don't know if anyone's, if that's ever been really successful, but all they went around and around and around in circles, and I'm just wondering, why don't you let the Windows computer work with Windows and the Mac computer work with Mac? Is there a reason why you would have to combine them? I don't, I don't see the point in doing that. Well, well the operating system, you like things the Mac can do. Uh, right. It can be. It's it's easier to run Windows on a Mac than it is to run a Mac on Windows. And not only that, Jeff, a lot of people like Mac because of the hardware. Maybe not because of the software, but they like the Mac machine because of the hardware. So that's why they want to run their Windows on the Mac. Now, uh, is it that I understand, Mike, that at some point uh, it, with, uh, there's a contract and you will be able to run Windows on a Mac of, on the newer Macs eventually or something like that. That's, well, not- that's, that's probably up to Microsoft if, if they want to, when that contract's up, if they want to allow that. Some people think they will, some people think they won't because they want to promote their own hardware. But, I mean, they're a software company, so you, you would think they would, but that's time will tell, right? Uh, now we're seeing right now where a lot of a lot of Windows machines, and especially the newer laptops, are running a lot of Android apps. You know, you can run and the Android apps without going through all those extra programs to do it. So that's where you're seeing that. You're seeing a lot of iOS apps on the MacBooks. So... Right, and something I'm playing with, there's something called Virtual Machines. There's software called VMware, and you can run another operating system within an operating but system. But that one's not accessible for us. Well, that? it is in Windows. It's not on the... I don't think it is in the Mac. Right. Now, that's kind of nice, because what but, if I wanted to run... Uh, I have a Windows 10 machine, but what if I wanted to run a Linux on my Windows 10 machine? You can do that. I've been doing that. I've been testing different versions of Linux. And it, it can be tricky, but if you do it right, you can run an op- one operating system within another. Now, tell me about Linux and your experience. And I know uh, you're not that. That's this. a broad subject because there's there's as many different versions of Linux as there is Android, and there's no, but I desktops. Know what and I've been playing with a particular one that's designed for radio. It's called SkyWave Radio, and it lets me do. It's specifically for radio enthusiasts. So it's got all kinds of receivers you can listen to all over the world, and you can hook up your own radios to it and play with them and let other people tune into your receivers and ham radio and just software for listening to streaming radio stations and that's what it does that's its niche uh 
So that's just one I've been playing with. But we're trying to, I'm working with some folks, we're trying to come up with a version of Linux that the blind community can use. Well, there's uh, so much the, out there. You've got the well, Red Hat, you've got Debian, you've got all kinds of versions of Linux. Well, it used to be that everything was more accessible, and it's not that way now. So we have to come up with a version under the Ubuntu family, U-N-B-U, U-B-U-N-T-U, called Ubuntu, Ubuntu. Ubuntu. that we'll be able, the blind community will be able to use. Because right now it's, it's kind of neat because it's got automatic assistive technology built into it, and you hit Alt-Windows-S. And automatically your screen reader comes up, and if you have a Braille display connected, it automatically starts working. So there's some, you know, I think that Linux is part of what sparked me to start playing with Android. Is there are there are alternatives to Windows, and there are alternatives to the iPhone. And so I just kind of want to see what's out there and what can be done with it. And um, so you just said when you use Alt Windows S, Jerry, I know you have your hand raised. I'll get to you in just a second. What screen reader is it going to bring up? It brings up under Linux what's called Orca, O-R-C-A. Okay. And like I said, the, the brow display come. The brow display will come up and work before anything else. So even if you don't have speech on the brow display, will come up and let you know that it's there, kind of like it does on the Mac. Um, so hopefully, you know. Orca's voices are better than eSpeak. <laughs> <sighs> no, they're about the same, actually, Tim. Because Orca kind of does run from eSpeak by default. Now you can install other voices, but by default, the voices aren't so great. The ones you get with it. And by the way, speaking before I go over to Jerry or someone else, they did release NVDA 2022.2 is released. Yep. Yeah, it just came out yesterday, I think. Yeah, it did. Or might have been late yesterday, yeah. And have you do you, do you know what they what the big changes are in 20 in, in this particular one, Mike? I didn't I didn't read all of the changes, but Well, I I've looked through in the past. I can't tell you off the top of my head. I do think it's more I think it's better. The Braille support's better, and it seems to read some things on web pages and websites that it didn't before. I, I noticed I went to a page the other day, and it was automatically reading the pictures on the page. So, um, and it supposedly has better Java support. Although I don't know how much Java is used today, but it's, it has a lot better. Well, Java Java's support. used more in web applications. So, but I I think it's a nice enhancement. And uh, can someone answer a question about NVDA for me? And I run it on all my computers. And especially when I'm setting one up, and I use it quite a bit. But why is it you have to go get a gazillion add-ons just to make basic functions work, like a system tray or I don't know what else, just crazy little things. And well, I mean, I liken it to JAWS scripts. I mean, you, you try to well, run station uh, scripts or a system tray. You know, that's what I'm saying. A script, right? Is, right. There's certain, but then every time they update or, NVDA, a certain a, a certain amount of bandwidth uh, break, and they, they have break. to redownload yeah, them. That, you, that's I think I, th- I think that's what Bill was talking about, Mike. Yeah, right. Is, is, of course, with like system tray, though you can use Windows Key B, and it's pretty much the same thing. Um, and that yeah, I mean, they're well. like enhancements you, and something like that. You can you don't need the add-on. It just gives you some enhanced functionality if you want or feel yeah. that you need that. Um, and I have a few of the add-ons. Well, I have the one for Studio for one. Studio, are they still updating that one? or? Well, I don't think they have been so much. I'm See, not that's sure. a problem you get into. 
Well, what happens, Tim, is if they update studio and they make a real change and it breaks the add-on, that's, that's the issue that you guys run into at some point. And, but that, that would be with any software, though. Right. Yeah, I mean, but there's benefits. There's, like, the Zoom add-on, I think, is awesome. Yeah, uh, it it's is. Free. It's very good. I, it's very good. Um, yep. I use that. You've got the remote add-on. Uh, we have a call from Paul in Kalamazoo. Do you want to hear that, Bill? Okay. Uh, yeah, and then we'll get, you want to get, you get, to, get to, Jerry. to Jerry after that call, then? Yeah. Jerry, just be patient, Paul buddy. From Kalamazoo, uh, there was a speaker conversation going on. Unfortunately, I was in the shower, so I couldn't respond right away. Uh, yeah, the AT guys do have a pretty robust Bluetooth speaker, and it is if it, if 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 it's the speaker I have. It's called the Trivet Storm Pro, and it's got tactile uh, buttons, uh, three of them. And it has what's called bass boost, which is pretty good. Unless they've got, I, I bought it about a year ago last Christmas for about a hundred or so. Uh, unless they have something bigger and better, that's probably what uh, this person that's looking for a Bluetooth speaker is looking for. There you go. All right. Thank you, Paul. And that is sold by AT Guys, a tribute. I, I, yeah, yeah, I try to keep my yeah. business within the blind community if I can. And those guys have a wide selection of stuff each and every year. So I urge you to go check out ATGuys.com. They've got a phone number. You can talk to somebody. And uh, Michael's been on there from before. So always... Give them a, a top choice if they're just straight out good guys, good partners yeah, in the community. Yes, they are. There are two different models of that trivet. Um, one is the Storm, and I can't remember what the other one's called. It's a little cheaper, but uh, I've known a few people that have had the Storm and they really like it. I'm looking for the Hurricane. <laughs> then there's the other model of the trivet that's called the Day of the Trivets. It's a science fiction movie. Oh, I'm only kidding, guys. All right, Jerry, can you? Uh, you're unmuted. Go ahead, Jerry. Okay, I want to wish everybody a happy Moon Day. Uh, what were you guys doing 53 years ago today when man landed on the moon for the first time? Uh, I I was at Beacon Lodge Camp for the Blind in uh, Mountain Union, Pennsylvania. And it was one of these, uh, it was really rural up there. There was only one radio station that was on the air that was clear that you could get during the day. Uh, you could get some others. Um, uh, I know, Dave, you know where it is, uh, Beacon Lodge. Uh, and uh, I remember my friend Rod Powell and I were listening to coverage on WCAU in Philadelphia. And we had lightning static and all kinds of things. And uh, uh, we were munching on burgers at the canteen. It was Lions Appreciation Day that day, uh, Sunday the 20th of uh, July, 1969. <laughs> so that's what I have to contribute. That's the topic I thought I'd bring up. So this is open, wide open Wednesday. That's weird because I remember it being, I thought it was a Saturday, but even then I thought someone told me it actually happened on Friday, and I saw it delayed, like re 
broadcast or something. When did it actually happen? It happened on a Sunday. Yeah, it was well, a Sunday, and it was on television because I remember. I remember I was with we Sunday were all afternoon. in my parents' bedroom watching it on television. It was yep. like five o'clock. Yeah, that's like right, that. Dave. It was on yep. a Sunday afternoon. I was taking the bus back, and I remember the the bus station driver from the blind school said, "That's all in a studio. That's made up." I remember. Oh that. yeah. Well, that's that movie Capricorn One. It was that that said that the, all the moon stuff stuff was a, was faked, but it's uh, it wasn't faked. So I remember it quite well. I was at my grandmother's in the living room. I wanted to change the channel, and I got in trouble with my parents. Don't touch that television set. <laughs> I was being a little kindergartner somewhere. Yeah, I was trying to listen to it on the radio, and my sister had this dog, and I wanted to hear the. You know the moon landing and all this stuff, and and the stupid dog wouldn't let me alone, and it was making noise, and I couldn't hear the radio. <laughs> well, that's, that's my grandparents had gone to a funeral, and I was staying. Well, I was at their house, but my aunt had come down to stay with me. And did you give her a hard time, Chris? No, no, I liked my aunt. You were such a good child. I can't. I. I can. I. Never mind. I'm not going to go there because I can never predict you doing anything that would get you in trouble. As oh yeah, right. Well, that's not true. But I really liked her. I remember vaguely remember mom and dad watching it on TV, and I remember like those guys talking about it. But I was little then. Oh yeah, I remember. I wasn't. I wasn't even born then, Chris. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, right. I was ten. I'm sorry, Chris. I was <laughs> only, I was only five. You're the baby of the crew, Jennifer. Yeah. All right, uh, uh, Charles, go ahead, please. Yes, I'd just like to thank everybody for helping me out and answer my question about the Bluetooth speaker. Yes, I will uh, contact the AT guys and. Again, thank you, everybody, for your attention to detail. Well, well, I kept looking for it, and I couldn't actually find too many that were Well, you did the best you could, and I appreciate the idea that you were interested. So, well, yeah. All right. Thank you, Charles. So what do you remember about the day the people landed on the moon, Charles? Oh, that was so much fun. Uh, thank you for asking. I remember I was at... Uh, Beacon Lodge, and everybody had a radio then, and we all heard it. And boy, and they even played it over the PA system. That was that was really something. Boy, I'd love to know what it's going to be like this time when people go back to the moon. Could you imagine people bringing their gear with them? Although I don't know how, um, unless they can put internet in the um, spacecraft, um, you would think they would. Um, on the uh, space station, they'd be able to. Uh, they do have it on the space station because, the, uh, and if you listen to the radio transmissions from the space station, it doesn't even sound like it's on the radio anymore. It's, it's that good. That's how the good, good the audio is, uh, Charles. Well, that that's cool. You would think that somebody would do a uh, like a interview to interview the astronauts on there like that, but I guess nobody's thought of it. But you would think. Something like coast to coast would, would do an interview talking to them and trying to find out what it must be like to be up in space like that. And they say that it's not really it's not really healthy for you because people have 
all kind of physical problems uh, when they come back to Earth. And you might not be able to go to Mars because of that. If you get the opportunity, even though it's it's fictionalized, there are the scientific part is true from what I have found out. But if you get the chance, you should read The Martian. Oh, okay. It's about um, a guy that gets stranded. His he went up there with a with a crew and they had a dust storm when they were getting ready to leave and they had to take off without him and he has to survive until and find out a way to get back. They they think he's dead, and he had to try to find a way to to contact the crew so that they could come back and get him. Yeah, it was a really good book. I think Jenny recommended it to me. Not that was a really good book on and, Bard. And, you can read that. And then Charles says all these science fiction movies about Mars, and my favorite one was The Angry Red Planet, which was a pretty good uh, old, old. I love old movies and TV shows and. The Angry Red, Red Planet was one of those that I think if you can get, and I know it's available on on Prime Video, and it doesn't cost anything. It's in public domain. You might enjoy that particular uh, movie as well. So, just for fun. All right, thank yep. you, Charles. Thank you. Thank you. It just made me think of that because they were talking about how when he communicated with NASA, how long it took for the response to come back. It was like four or five minutes or more. It was a little while. A little while. I'm going to ask a question for all of you guys. I've been getting a lot of feedback for people who went to the blindness conventions. And this is taking the politics out of it because that's not my concern. The ACB or NFB, where there's been a lot of people we've been hearing about getting COVID. Now, I know there's a strain of it going around now. What causes that to be so elevated there where we have people going to ball games every day and getting in inside domes and you don't hear about the problem? What is it that's causing the problems with all of the COVID at the conventions? Well, the uh, the BA5, BA.5 variant uh, is, I guess, immune from the while the vaccinations help reduce the severity of the symptoms or we have better treatments in hospitals now but the BA5 I mean we got counties down here in Indiana uh, that are in the red so it is a problem but I did hear listen to one particular podcast that was saying that even though like the NFB did their due diligence and their best efforts there were times that people just didn't wear their masks and you may have had the same at both conventions but I don't think it's just a convention issue I mean I've Known six people in the last three weeks who've either publicly announced or I heard through someone that, you know, got COVID and had to deal with it. Uh, so, I don't know that it's convention specific, but certainly if you get a, a crowd of people in a blindness arena where more things are being touched and you you can't always safe distance and you might accidentally come in closer contact with someone, but air airfare travel to and from so. I don't know if it was blindness-specific, but yes, it was an issue. And uh, Mike, this is going to be with us for a long time, and eventually we'll have to develop our own herd immunity to these things because, unfortunately, there is a new vaccine that's coming out in the fall, and the big problem that people have with the current wave of vaccines, that's the Moderna and uh, Pfizer, is that it re-engineers your bodies uh, to, to fight the virus. 
the, the, the new virus that's coming out is protein-based and is, is the same kind of virus that they use for the flu and other, and other, and other things. So it's people who are very anti-vaccination-oriented might be more accepting of the new vaccine that is coming out. I myself don't know that I want to take it. I, I, I don't know if I want to get my second booster shot at this point because if it's not going to be effective against the, against the new variants coming out, what is the point? So that's just... I probably will. At them. I, I probably will. But, but Mike, that 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 is the big issue now. Well, I'm just wondering because they said, "Well, you know, we better cancel our convention," and said, "Hey, we've already, you know, unless there's a state or you know government emergency, we're on the hook for these contracts. You just don't get out so easy." Unless you know something drastic happens, you know, and the reason they're not canceling everything is Bill is they can't afford to cancel everything. They they can't afford to close the state governments down. They can't afford to close businesses down. They can't afford, because the economy it was, it's, it was would, would crash completely. And unfortunately, people are going to die if they don't want to be careful. And it's going to happen. And I know it sounds very. I'm, I'm trying to find the word. It sounds very crass, and it sounds like I don't care. But the bottom line is, is people are pandemic done. They they want to get back to what is known as a normal life, and, well, and some do, some don't. Jeff, see the the problem you got, like with these state conventions for either organization or alumni or whatever, is that some people are ready to get back to normal and some aren't. And what you have to determine is how many people do you have to have to make that event successful to pay the costs. Right. You know, you well, that's book true. A certain number but, of rooms. You got to pay for those banquet rooms, those public meeting rooms, and so that's the problem. It's uh, you know, it's, it seems about half and half. I don't know the actual numbers. It depends on. Who but it I wonder is, if well, what if uh, ACB lost money because they they but they had a lot of people who were on the virtual side of it, and they had they had people that they, I only heard they had about four hundred and some odd people in, in Omaha. Now I could be wrong, but I I don't know if they lost money on that, Mike. So uh, maybe you know more about that. I but. don't know the final outcome of it. I know they had more people virtual. But at least they got money from that. So right. But, that, but that, that's the problem with you don't doing state conventions right now. And that's where if you're negotiating with a hotel, you have to, in the past, they at least had 90-day notice. But maybe 90 is not even enough. But you, those hotels have to protect themselves, and but the consumer organizations have to protect themselves. So Yeah, but, you know, there are people who are overdoing it, Mike. I'm gonna talk, but I that's where you lady. get a lawyer involved, and, you know, the hotel gives you a contract, and you go, I'll accept it, but I want these two changes made, yeah, and they'll but, either but, take the business or they won't. But, but I'm talking to the pandemic thing. Like we we have our meetings at the Gateway Diner in Albany, and this lawyer who's a, and and she cries out at, 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 at we can never go because I'm gonna die, and that's exactly how she said. And she's not gonna die. No one's gonna sit there and die all of a sudden. It's not. They know better how to trans how to treat this thing, and we do have to get back to normal, or else we're gonna have a country that has no economy, and we're headed for. We have high inflation right now, and we're headed for a recession, and it's going to get a lot worse if we don't do something about it. And, and being afraid of everything. I mean, if, 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 if every disease that we think about we're going we're gonna to be afraid of, then we'll never get back to normal. But these conventions go beyond that, Jeff. It's the cost of it. Airfares have, been, for many flights, have literally doubled. No, I get that. I understand that. But we're never going to get back to normal if we, if we can't... Uh, 
if we can't start doing it. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a question that I don't think you and I can ever answer. Right. I mean, I agree with you, but the problem is not everyone's ready to go back. Some are, well, some aren't. Then, then, then people have to start learning to get ready. I mean, we, we can't. You know, it's like people going to work. I don't ever want to work in the office again. Okay, then, then don't complain that, that your city has no services because you're not supporting the infrastructure for the city by providing, by providing jobs and providing the economy that a city needs to run. I'm sorry. You can't have it both ways. Well, that is true, but work is different from I mean, a convention or alumni or whatever that's elective you can opt to go or opt not to. Opt not to go but you know if given a choice some people would rather choose to listen to their convention right from the convenience of their home i don't right and other entities say we're not going to make that an option because we need the people in person or if we don't have enough people we can't fund this event but to me don't claim that you're inclusive when you exclude them Right. I don't, that depends Personally, on your definition. I think of it makes a lot more sense to stay right home and listen to it. You can you can go to a lot more participate in a whole lot more sessions and things from home than you have than you can find to get to there by the time you get there. Well, the only problem with that, and Mike can attest to it because we both listened to the convention on the ACB side, and I'm sorry to say it. They, their presentation audio wise was horrible, and they, they had a lot more problems and. I'm not saying that, it, but, but they really need to step up and do a better job. That's all I'm going to say. But they did in the breakout sessions. The general session, not so much, but the breakout sessions were fantastic, and they didn't have a lot of those same problems that they had with the general session. And you have to give, you have to take into account it was their first year doing it. You're doing it. It's, it's a very complex thing. I mean, you hosted one Zoom meeting, but it's right, very different Jeff, multiple You events. live in your perfect little world there that you live in, in Albany, New York, where everything is perfect and you're perfect. Those people have to do a lot of different things yeah, to I know. get I'm ready for harsh. that. I, I agree with you, Bill. I, know. I mean, you know, your perfect little self in New York. Well, you know, I don't know if it's in New York. It's just that I get, I get what you're saying. Uh, Jimmy, can you unmute yourself, yeah. please? Yeah, I think did they go away? Did they go away tomorrow? You know, it's gonna be around for hours. Oh, yeah. they go ahead and in the air, the air, you know. Right, the air's not clean enough, and oh, in the air and. Yes, it is one of those things we have to put up with. Right. There, there are two sides because they really are expensive to fund, and if people stop going, I'd rather stay home too and go. But if people stop physically going, it will get hard to fund, and that's something that's we're going to have to figure they're out. They're going to have to be a balance between the two. And thank you, Jimmy. Um, yeah, there are people that they don't have convictions. I don't care. I don't care what happens. They're going to talk, you know. Yes, you they know. will. And people have to do priorities, Jeff. You know, when when their groceries have went up from three dollars for a chicken to eight or nine dollars for the same thing, 
you know, and their their rent goes up, they've got priorities. It has nothing to do, well, it has something to do with the pandemic, but these prices, they've only got so much money to spend. It just makes more economic sense to to register, to do it virtually. I mean, unless you have a lot of money, because if you go for a week, it's expensive because you're going to eat in those restaurants and pay for your room and well, wait till they have, wait till they find out in Schaumburg, Illinois, because Bill said it, and I have friends who live in Chicago. That's not a place that you're going to be able to find a lot of restaurants to go to walk to after you go to that convention center in Schaumburg. I can tell you that. So it's let me get let me get. Uh, okay. um, we've got we got some people who haven't been on here, so I'm trying to get to those first here. Okay. And I believe that two two five is Pierre. Is that Pierre? That's my mistaken? buddy. Yeah. Go ahead, Pierre. Unmute yourself, please. Good morning. Uh, but the thing about the convention, though, like I know quite a few people who went to the ACB convention. Well, they paid big money for their for their airfare, and they they had to pay for a whole week of hotel rooms, and they got the COVID the first or second day they were there, and they spent the whole convention in their room. <laughs> they could have done that at home. <laughs> at home, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, are you in favor of still doing a hybrid approach, or what's your position on that, Pierre? Well, for those who want to go, but but the problem is, I, I'm pretty sure the ACB lost money on this one because oh, yeah. uh, because he was saying that they had to spend seventy five thousand dollars just to equip that meeting room for the Zoom and all that. So uh, so I'm pretty sure they lost some money on it. So they're going to have to rethink this thing. But but the contract is already done in Schaumburg, so they don't have any choice, you know, mm-hmm. unless they back out at the last minute. You know, for every one thing we do right here on The Legend, Pierre, I might do four or five things wrong. So sometimes I just got to keep trying until I get it right. And, you know, I remember when we switched and went to All Things Radio Live, we had problems at first for the first two or three weeks until we got a handle on the situation. So I do understand. But if you want to be inclusive, then you're going to have to include everybody. And now, thanks to a lot of organizations, they're making it so people can participate and vote and be a part of it who may be students, maybe in older population maybe something in between who can't maybe afford to go there but now they're engaged they're invested because they can vote and pay a but, modest uh, fee but yeah. the uh, the convention just felt dead because you couldn't hear the people in the room and you know he would do hip hip and then it would just be silence you could you you know, because you couldn't hear the people in the room. That's a, function of, that's a function of Zoom, and they, they probably did not have original sound turned on. So didn't have it, every, maybe. They had the noise canceling on, and they had echo cancellation on, which you need echo cancellation, but they didn't have original sound on, and that's why you missed some of that. That, but also you have to have longer-range microphones. You know, most microphones, you have to be right up on them to right. hear it. So. It, 
I just got an interesting message that there was another convention. I would rather not say who it was, but there was another convention that was a pretty much a sighted convention for the most part, almost exclusively, and it was about three or four weeks ago, and they had they have some major COVID problems. It's the first time they'd yeah. had it in two or three years in person, and they had all kinds of problems, so, you know. Yeah, I, I don't Chris, think I, yeah. You know, like he said, Pierre said, a lot of the people got it the first or second day they were there, which almost makes me believe it was either in the process of traveling there, so we still don't know airports and that, you know, what that may have contributed to it. Maybe, and we also don't know who's wearing masks and who isn't in places like that. Because well, um, uh, I heard at the ACB convention there was a section where where you had to wear a mask, and there was only like four or five people sitting in that section. Yeah, and that's part of the. T- but I, all my my only point was it, it wasn't this wasn't a blindness convention. Right, yeah, I that, think that's a good to know, but. Go ahead, and I'll be honest right now. I got a couple of different entities want me to come and assist and stream and broadcast the conventions, and I'm, I'm not sure. I'm uncomfortable being around you handling microphones that are being passed around to different people. I got sick from doing one event like that five, six years ago. It was just a cold that I dealt with in two weeks. It wasn't nothing like COVID, but, you know, it's uh, when you're volunteering and you're not charging anything to do it, and you're like, why? Do I really want to put myself in that situation? So I think that any convention or gathering of people right now is a risk. Uh, I got invited to a a concert the other night at the county fair, and I elected not to go. I just did not want to be in grandstands around a bunch of people right now. I don't feel comfortable in that environment. Being that right, close but together. if you follow Jeff's example, where he says, "You're right," get back, <laughs> you know that you're blame, you know saying people, you've got to let people get back at their own level, Jeff. I think they. I know, I know to. that, but I've also. We'll have to eventually get into a herd immunity situation, Mike, because I think that at some point the vaccines will never do any good, and at some point they will be ineffective completely. That's the only. Well, if it, if it stays long enough, the point that Bill Levy made last week that yeah, it might be like polio, where we just accept that it's there, and what we go on, or you look at countries that deal with war every day, they still go out and shop and do what they have to do. They just accept it as a risk and reality that they live in, but. You know, I don't know. We'll get there, but I think the I think the cost is as much of a factor right now as you know. Well, know, maybe I, can, I don't know. I heard um, that the um, All Star Game was in one of the highest spreading areas of the country as far as COVID is concerned in Los Angeles, and they expect this to turn out to be a extremely high instances of COVID event that they've ever seen. I don't know. We'll uh, see. Only time will tell you. There'll they'll, they'll, they'll be some article in the next week or two that will talk about that, Tim. Hey. All right, we got some hands raised here. In, uh, okay. I see gmail.com, Ellen. So, Ellen, That's you're up Ellen. there twice. Yeah, Joe and Ellen. So yeah. I'm not sure which one you're going to unmute, but either one of you guys and unmute yourselves. It's me. Um, I, I pulled up the... I pulled up the... Uh, laptop right temporarily because we're getting ready to leave but i wanted to comment on this because we attend we attended the uh acb convention virtually and which was actually good part largely because we just didn't have the money and you know with the prices of not only 
career, but also just having the money in general to do things. And um, that worked out really well. But the thing is, you have to remember, this is the first time that we've done a hybrid convention. And it's it wasn't easy to do things. And you, there's still a lot of things that need to be ironed out. And it will be interesting to see what happens at Schaumburg. But, um, you know, over overall, yes, there were a lot of glitches. There are a lot of things that went wrong. But yet, at the same time, it's a learning experience. So, you know, you just... And, and as far as COVID, we have you know we have to accept that look it's not going to go away not right away not for a while and we do have to get to some sort of normalcy I mean this whole time I've been doing things and you know as normal going to the stores doing that what I need to do when I need to do it and you know taking the proper precautions the way I do and as long as you can do all that, you're you're fine for the most part, you know. So I don't. In fact, I wrote a poem about this, and if anybody wants it, I can send it to you. Uh, I can send you the poem that I wrote that I think you guys might like. But anyway, those are my those are my thoughts on it. Well. The- they're very good thoughts, and I'm glad that you shared those with us. But yeah, if anybody wants the poem, I'll be happy to send uh, send it wherever. Yeah. Joe, I see you have your hand raised. You're with Ellen. Uh, so, did you want to say anything, or uh, or? Oh yes, I, I I wanted to talk about July 20th, 1969, landing on the moon. I was living in Minnesota, and my first wife Ginny and I, we were alive and, and well. And I, I remember attending the evening service at First Covenant Church, but as soon as that, I was so anxious to turn on the radio. And in those days, this was before NPR, so KSTP 1500. And then those were the days that I was actually working in the concession stand, the uh, new federal courts building in St. Paul, Minnesota. And I remember a couple of days before that listening for when, when they took off for, for for the moon, so I am. I am also an ex stand operator, of business enterprises for the blind. <laughs> wow, what a life! You certainly have had a good one. Thank you, yes. Joe. And I'm not trying to cut you off, but we do have some other people who want to talk as well. Thank you very much, Joe. All right, uh, Bill, up to you, and then uh, make it quick, Bill, because we do have one more hand person after you. Okay, go ahead, Bill. Yeah, just real quick. In '69, I was I was on a Sunday that day, the 20th, when they landed, and I was at my brother-in-law's house waiting to have a cataract surgery done the next day at IU Med Center. Never forget that. That's where I was. And did the cataract surgery go well at that point, Bill, in your life? Yep, it did. It did. Yeah, it did. In fact, it, uh, it brought back the vision at that time to where I could uh, read large print without a magnifying glass or small print, but with a magnifying glass and then of course in other words the, the problem I have in my eyes it's, it's, a, it's a long term thing I won't go into all that but that but eventually it it, um, it didn't work out either but 
Uh, I've only been what you'd say total for about the last four years. About four years now. Is where it's been, but it was slowly deteriorating. I knew that because just the condition of my eyes, I knew it was going to slowly deteriorate. But also on the convention, uh, it's right. It's going to be a challenge. I know, Bill, but we've been talking about this one at the ISB, but it's going to be a challenge. You know, many people are going to be there, but I think I know four people that got COVID uh, at the ACB. They live right there in Indianapolis. Uh, Jerry and Don and Harriet and Steve, they come down with the COVID. They went to the convention, got COVID. And because I just talked to her the other day. And so I meant, I think one thing too, some of the outdoor things might not be as susceptible because the air is moving more. Now I know I've been to, I went to a family reunion and we held it outdoors in Indiana, we didn't really worry much about it. But the only thing we did say, there was no shaking hands and no hugging. You could you could speak to each other, or you can you know just nod or just just, just spoke and said okay, glad to see you in that. But I think some of the convention, I don't know. I've never been to the ACB convention itself, but I wonder how many. I think it's more of a tendency. For a lot of people, maybe blind people more, to touch and hug when you see somebody, because that's one way of really knowing you're there and communicating. Well, and that, that could might be, be a, but like I said, there also, was a sighted convention where there was right, a right, whole yeah, outbreak. But then, and it's the inside air, because I know we went to a couple restaurants, um, I've been to a couple restaurants down in Indiana. And I've been down to Shipshawan and that and around and crowds and that. But I noticed that all the restaurants that I know of in Indiana, they've all increased their airflow. In other words, if you if you are naturally chilly, you want to take a sweater now when you go to a restaurant, even in the summer, because they've increased their air, air conditioning and their airflow to cut, to cut down, they think, might help the spread of it. Because you can be sitting at the table and you can actually feel the breeze going by you sitting in the table. I mean, they've, they've increased all that stuff. And even uh, at the big theater in Shipshawana, uh, I've noticed they've increased the airflow there. Because actually, I don't get that cold, but there was one show that we were at and it actually got chilly watching this, this show because they had they, they've increased the air the airflow in the room. We understand. Bill, thank you very much, Bill. We have one more caller to get to, and I know okay. Chris has a recipe to go. Thank you, Bill. Uh, Julie McCullough, go ahead. Unmute yourself, please. Yes. You know, one thing we don't know is how many people maybe did not get vaccinated and just chose to wait till they got there to get tested and took that gamble. Um, you know, and also... I had heard that flights into Omaha were kind of became too expensive for people to do. Is that the case? Well, it probably is. If you see the airfares these days, they're a lot more expensive than uh, than the airfares were a few years ago when I flew to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Julie. They are expensive now. 
and that's going to be a factor next year. We'll see what happens next year. Yes. I don't now, know a lot that- of people made it to Louisiana, but, but flights into Omaha seemed to kind of be, you know, so that people just couldn't do it. Well, flights in general are expensive. I have a stepdaughter yes. who's going to Fairbanks, Alaska in August. And that fare is going to be expensive because uh, from Albany, New York, to fly to Fairbanks, Alaska, is a lot of legs. It's not just one way, so you know, not just one flight. So I can tell you, it's going to be expensive. So yes. well, another another problem that came up was people are all excited. We got these. Oh, we're going to have accessible COVID tests, and people ordered them and then found they really weren't accessible, as alleged. And so uh, I, yeah. I know at least two people who ended up getting tested at the convention when they wanted to test beforehand but could not use those tests. There were no instructions. There was nothing, no yes. enough information to, to activate, to deploy. Yes, them. yes. And so that's, that makes it, that all those things kind of make a difference. And, you know, we didn't go to attend convention. I went for a day. You know, we stayed overnight. Not there, not at the convention hotel. But, and because we had a little complication with our package, but... Um, but I just went for the day to go shopping, and that's kind of what I did. And so, yeah, but I just wondered if some of those things could have made a difference with what, you know, with people being able to go that would have gone. Well, we'll see next year, Julie. Yeah, That's okay. all you can say. Thank you, Julie. Thank you. All right, Chris. Well, I'm sorry, Phil. You can Wait a minute, let's see... Um yeah, it's about seven minutes to go. We appreciate you guys weighing in on these topics. And By the way, remember, I like to play devil's advocate, and I know right. people don't like so, that too much. Uh, don't worry about Jeff and I. We're, we're, we're cool. We, <laughs> we can go back and forth. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Bill. <laughs> yeah, well, I want to move to that perfect world in Albany, huh? I wish it was perfect, Mike. There's no such thing yeah. as a perfect world, believe me. Right. Um, I do, too. I want to move to Albany. So we better get to that perfect world where we all can just wave this COVID away. But anyway. How about the perfect recipe? <laughs> yeah. How about the perfect recipe? And we'll get out of this. And uh, But you don't have to worry about Jeff and I. So. Well, since it's hot weather, I thought the perfect recipe would be a slow cooker recipe for braised beef cubes. Mm. You're going to need one to one and a half pounds of sirloin steak or roast cut into cubes, one inch cubes. Enough flour, salt, and pepper for dredging, probably like maybe a cup of flour and a teaspoon of salt and a quarter teaspoon of pepper and any other seasonings you might want. Two tablespoons of vegetable oil. One tablespoon of beef powder or granules. And three cups of water. And 12 ounces of noodles or six cups of rice. You're going to cook those separately. You're going to add oil to the slow cooker and preheat it on high. Or a saute setting if you have it. You're going to mix your flour, salt, and pepper in a bowl and dump all your beef cubes in there and let them get all covered up with flour and salt and pepper. Then you're going to mix your 
water and your beef granules or powder in another bowl. Going to brown the cubes well in the slow cooker. And that's going to take, oh, I don't know, probably maybe 10 minutes. And you're going to have to stir them and move them around so that all the sides get browned. Then you're going to pour your liquid that you mixed with the beef powder and the water over the beef cubes. And slow cook it for about three to four hours on low, and or I mean on high, or six to eight in hours on low. And you serve it over your noodles or your rice. But that sounded like a good recipe that wouldn't heat the kitchen up too much. It's stick to the ribs. It sounds like it'll stick to the ribs, Chris. Yeah, and it also stick in, if you're a member of the mailing list for the coffee club, you can get a copy that will stick right in your mailbox, and you can read it. And it just left. So. It just left, so it'll be there in just a minute. Hey, we have one person. He always comes, he comes in, in the last. Brand. You know who that is, Dick out in Wisconsin. Go ahead, Dick. Oh, uh, Creek, yourself, yes. Please. Hello, everybody. I hope everyone is doing well. Uh, we're hanging in there. That's, um, that's such an yeah. evil way of talking, Dick. What's going on with you? Yeah. Boy, the weather is warm here. It's really hot. We are probably going to stay home this week and not go over to the camper because the raccoons destroyed our air conditioning up there. And Ooh. We have one of those por- one of those portable ones. Ooh. And they're, they're not very good, unfortunately. You know, it does a, 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 a very below average job. But, you know, you don't go up there and sit in the air conditioning anyway, but you want to sit outside when it's 95 degrees. Yeah. But, you know, about the convention, you know, I tell you, there's nothing like being at a convention, though. But no, I agree with go. you. We, we didn't go either, and, and I was really concerned about the COVID, and unfortunately, my fears were kind of came to fruition because I know it, it, I was at the NFB convention, and I remember the last day the comment was made that uh, there were more people wearing masks, though. So. Now, I don't like wearing a mask either, but, you know, sometimes you got to do what you don't like to do. And if we would have gone, we would have worn a mask. And still, so, uh, Bill, how's the weather down there in Florida, huh? huh no, it's cold here. We um, are wearing our jackets and doing what we can to survive. But, no, it's in the 90s here. But you get used to it day after day. Yeah, I guess. So when are you going to move down there permanently? We are. Right now. You are, you are permanent now. You are permanent. Well, pretty much. We're pretty much. We've got to go home to plan for a convention, maybe. And, you know, that that kind of stuff. But other than back to that, you know. You know, you were talking about Schomburg before. We did our first house was in Schomburg. And, yeah, you're, you're not going to be able to get to restaurants. Uh, do that hotel you uh, unless you get someone to drive you to Portillo's or something there's a Portillo's out there well as long as they've got DoorDash there and things like that you should be able to get delivery maybe maybe uh, hey Dick what's Portillo's oh, oh it's a man high end <laughs> high end fast food place uh, they're known for their hot dogs I love their Polish sausage Mary loves her Italian beef it's a, Italian beef is a Chicago thing They've got the best fries. Oh my! Oh yeah, they are. They have a chocolatey clear cake too. Yeah, they are good. Those hot dogs are great. 
And folks have to try pizza. I'm uh, hopefully the great Chicago pizza makes its way out to Schaumburg. Be somewhere that delivers out there next year. People who go because. Yeah, Lou Monadi. They make pizza better than it is in Chicago. Yeah, no, that pizza is great in Chicago. We ate that there many a times. Yeah, well, who knows? Maybe we might take a ride down to visit you guys in the flesh, but uh, but we'll we'll see what happens on that. Yeah. Well, next, you know, next year, next convention dates are a long time away. That you've got a whole bunch of time to to figure out what's going on next year. Oh yes. All right. Yes, indeed. I'm here looking forward to you. I'm glad you turned. Uh, you changed time on the All Things Radio too. I, uh, five three is kind of a bad time to start out. Uh, you get the dinner time and news, but five o'clock I'll be able to at least catch the first half hour and then catch the rest of it on the kind of uh, podcast. Well, it will be coming uh, on at six o'clock, starting five yeah. o'clock central, starting Thursday night. Per a lot of users' requests and some objections, so no matter what we do, somebody's going to like it and somebody's not going to. Hey, Bill, it's your candy store, man. You can do what you want to do. Right, but we still try to do it within reason. But thank you, Richard. Hey, take care, guys. Okay. Yep. I guess we're about ready to wrap it up and say thank you to everyone. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Chris, Dave, Jenny, Tim. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. See you back tomorrow night. Tim will be right on. I was going to mention real quick, Bill, that it may be a little delayed before it connects. (laughs) Right. We have some issue, so just be patient, folks. We will connect them. I will be there, and I'm I'm going to go work on that problem right now. Okay, all right. Bye bye.